Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Remind you, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. You can listen to all of our amazing fellow hosts, from Trina Mustafa to Eric Ayala, talking about the women's game that we all love 24-7. Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, where as we speak, there is a five-and-a-half-point spread between the Phoenix Mercury and the favored Las Vegas Aces in Game 5 of the WNBA semifinals for the right to take on Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky in the WNBA Finals. Head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. From football, basketball, boxing, to your Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So we're here today to talk with Sedona Prince, who is a center, a 6'7 center for University of Oregon. He played for Kelly Graves again this year. But obviously has been so much more than that. So it was really a, a pleasure. I had a chance to talk to her along with some other media members on Thursday afternoon, sharing the conversation with you here. Because Sedona understands the landscape in a way I don't think a lot of people do. And I'm not talking players. I mean people. Sedona understands that what happened last spring, her ability to spotlight the massive inequalities between the men's tournament and the women's tournament helped create a movement. What we are seeing happening now, I don't believe happens without Sedona Prince speaking out. Period. Now, what we're seeing now is an amorphous phrase that doesn't necessarily mean success or the end of the road, quite the contrary. So in my conversation with her, I asked flat out, what are you seeing? And how impressed are you by the changes and what still needs to be done? Sedona is clear-eyed about it, about what NIL means for her, for everyone, and about the ways in which she wants to take her game to another level. And it's worth remembering, she shot 59.4% from the field last year. Sedona Prince had, on the court, a really, really good season. So without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Sedona. Let's hear what she has to say, heading into what should be a really compelling Pac-12 season. That's right. That's right, everyone. End of women's basketball season, there is no such thing. When it gets to the WNBA Finals, we'll talk more about that next week. That's going to end. College teams are already hard at work. Euroleague has started. 
Women's basketball is 24-7, 365, everybody. Buckle up. I'm Howard Megdahl. You're listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. Sedona, how are you? Recording in progress. Amazing. Doing really well. Just had practice. Great. Got tutoring in a little bit, so can't complain. All right. Well, we'll get right into some questions for you. Uh, media, use the raise hand function. I'll call on you. Let's start with Aaron Heisen from the Daily Emerald. <clears throat> hey, Sedona. Um, I just wanted to know, like, um, you know, you've been dealing with a lot recently um, off the court as well as on the court with all the NIL stuff and school classes just starting. How have you taken on, like, the pressure of being one of the stars on the team and leading this team while handling all those things off the court as well? Yeah, um, it's definitely difficult. I learned how to grow up in the past few, uh, few months really fast. Um, I know how to do my taxes now, which I, you know, used to have no idea about anything. But, um, yeah, I kind of had to take control of, like, my organization, uh, my own life, pretty much. And now that I am doing everything by myself, pretty much, I have kind of just grown up, um, taking on a new leadership leadership role. And that also translates into basketball as well, um, being more vocal, helping people out, uh, speaking up. So it just kind of, you know, it's helping me be a better person in all aspects of my life. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'm having a good time now. Howard <clears throat> McDonald. Hey, Sedona, appreciate the time. Um, when you look at what the NCAA has done and what the NCAA has not done in the months since you really ignited the movement, I'm just wondering if you could take me through what you think are uh, some positives and where you think are the biggest areas that they still have yet to address. Yeah, so the NCAA just announced um, pretty recently that they're now going to have marketing for the women's tournament, which is incredible. Um, that should have been done as soon as women's tournament was ever a thing, but it's okay. It's better. You know, it's now that it's here, it's no big deal. But, um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing that the NCAA has to do is just continue with these action things, these action items that help uh, women's athletes and all student athletes get seen, um, heard. And yeah, it's, it's, it can happen. You know, the way that they can do it is they can, Oh, say we'll fix things to kind of shut the media, shut everyone. And then, not really change their values, but if there's not a systematical change, then nothing, nothing will ever happen. And just, just related to it, 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 the, there was a conversation about using March Madness, but in the third graph, yeah. you know, they basically said it was still to be worked out all these months later. I mean, you know, your thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's thing we have to keep fighting for. Um, we're in it right now, all these women's athletes. So the, the best thing we can do is just keep letting our voices be heard, keep speaking up. Um, because the way that we fix things is like we saw last year is when student athletes have the bravery to speak up against things um, and go against the regular system because it's what we deserve. Appreciate you, Sedona. Thank you. Let's go to Travis from Spectrum News in Texas. Hey, Sedona, how's it going? Um, (laughs) Howdy. Uh, What do you think is different about yourself just as a person from – you know, the person we saw growing up in Liberty Hill to where you are now as not only a player, but kind of one of the faces of, of college athletics, really, and your comfort level with the person you are. Yeah, um, it's taken a lot of growth, a lot of pain and um, challenges. Uh, when I was at Liberty Hill, I was definitely not the person I was you know, supposed to be. Um, I challenged a lot of things, um, my own sexuality, um, who I was a basketball player, who was a person. So now being able to kind of just, you know, fight through these things. Um, and also I'm on a very large scale now as well. So everything I do, everyone 
kind of watches, which is very different for me. Um, so I've had to adjust quickly, um, find out who I am. Um, I've, you know, dealt with mental health struggles through all of this because it is a lot of pressure. But being able to do it, having my friends and family around me that just, you know, help me, support me, get, get me, get me through all this kind of stuff, um, is the biggest thing. So yeah, uh, I'm definitely a different person. No longer sure. Um, I can see life a little differently now. Um, more entrepreneurial. So it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I'm just enjoying every step of it because it's an amazing process. Um, it's not about the end goal, about how much money I make. It's just about learning, um, helping other student athletes, being a leader, and making an impact to this team. James Crepia. So the way do you look to make improvements here heading into this season? Obviously, you closed out the season very nicely last year. Uh, this is a different looking team, a lot of new players. So where do you feel your role is uh, and what it is and, and how do you think you can expand upon what you were doing last year to improve? Yeah, my biggest thing this year I want to work on is um, definitely leadership. I've been trying to show it every, uh, every day in practice, getting a sh- sorry, getting up extra shots, um, just being a role model for all the girls that look up to me, all of our freshmen. We have a very young team and new team. Um, we only have four or five, uh, you know, returners. So it's going to be a very different year. Um, and we also have fans again, which I'm very excited for. My first time ever playing in front of um, a college fan section uh, mm-hmm. st- uh, stadium. So I'm excited. But um, the biggest thing I want to work on for myself is, again, leadership, um, getting more physical, being more dominant. Um, the things that I've been trying to work on since high school, just continue to build my game. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, kind of being unstoppable is what I want to um. Andrew Hopner. Yeah, Sedona, it's it's funny. I look at kind of what you've done off the court in the last year, and a lot of it kind of goes from Sabrina as sort of like this face of college basketball in, in varying degrees over to you. You mentioned that, you know, that kind of mantle comes with its own responsibility, its own struggles. Has that been something? Have you been able to, to reach out with her, talk with her, um, or anybody that has maybe had a similar mantle or title in college basketball the way you might have right now just to lean on or maybe get some advice on how to navigate all this because I'd imagine learning on the fly probably carries its own difficulty when all of a sudden you find yourself you know with with this voice and this audience that you maybe weren't expecting when you started college yeah um I haven't really reached out to a lot of people. Sal and I are friends. Um, I was texting her today about uh, Division Street, this new program that Oregon is implementing for NIL student athletes. But um, other than that, it's just kind of me navigating it myself. I have my friends and family who are around me, but just being who I am, I definitely understood that um, the way I do social media is I just portray my life, my journey, um, who I am as a person. I share my struggles, my, you know, triumphs, what's going on in my life. And so, that's how I keep it real with people. Um, as soon as I, you know, start to kind of fake my content and not be who I truly am, that's when it kind of, you know, makes me feel not human. Um, so I just try to share my life in a happy way, help people smile, um, make my place, a, my, my social media content, you know, a safe place for people to go watch and just, yeah, people to be happy. So no, I haven't really talked to a lot of people about it. It's hard because not a lot of people, you know, I've been going through this, uh, especially in the student athlete level. So having, you know, just my friends that don't really know what's going on, it's kind of difficult, but they help me as much as they can. Um, and it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like it is fun. Um, and all the student athletes, all, all the um, students here are also very nice to me. Like all the interactions I have, everyone's so excited to see me in pictures and stuff and autographs. So it's been a journey. It's definitely been a lot to adjust to um, just because I'm now, you know, my life has forever changed. But, um, but yeah, I wouldn't go back. It's, it's a blast.
Phil and Ruben, can you hear me now? Yep, we got you. Awesome. Uh, hey, Sedona, I wanted to ask about, you know, last year, you kind of had the highs in the NCAA tournament with beating Georgia and then the really emotional loss to Louisville. How do you think that experience kind of shaped, you know, your motivation heading into this season and for the team as well? Yeah, um, the biggest thing last year for us after we lost that game was, what you know, it felt like we were just right there, but the score didn't seem that way, but that's how it felt in our hearts. Like just a couple plays got us behind, um, a couple mistakes, not pushing hard enough, and those injuries kind of got us over the edge, um, and we just couldn't fight back. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think coming at it from a different angle this year, um, Yara and I didn't have that much of a leadership um I don't know, role until the tournament last year, which was just, you know, we were freshmen pretty much. It's our first year playing. So now being able to say, hey, we played last year, we played in the tournament. Um, we fight, fought, fought, almost, almost cussed. Sorry, guys. We, um, we fought as hard as we possibly could. But, um, but yeah, coming to that as well, having that experience will help these freshmen, these newcomers, um, kind of come into Oregon and see what we've built and that we, have to go farther. Sweet 16 was not enough for us. Um, it's not acceptable for this program. And yeah, so coming into this year with a different mindset of, you know, we're going to win the Pac-12 championship this year, or we're going to do everything our power to can or to do so, and then going as far as we possibly can. So, yeah. Jerry Thompson. Yeah, so don't, uh, I'm like first impressions on some of the new players. And also I want to just add, uh, I don't know if there's been a, women's basketball player in Oregon who's ever dunked. Uh, is, would that be a little mini goal for you? Uh, yeah, and Philly can dunk very, very easily. So we both, um, I'm excited for that. She's, yeah, she's actually way, our, my first impression of like all the transfers is way better than I thought. Like they, uh, Oregon's definitely like, a, you know, Kelly's program in Oregon is, is kind of hard to come into sometimes. It's hard to learn. You're on the very like, you know, skill-based, um, slower tempoed um, offense. And so coming into that is very different. Um, it's an adjustment, but the girls have all adjusted so quickly. Um, we just put in our first zone offense, which is insane. It's quicker than, you know, last year or the year before we ever have. So we, um, yeah, we're, I mean, this year is definitely, we're far ahead than we were last year. So I'm super excited and all the girls are enthusiastic. Everyone gets along really well. Uh, we never have any problems on our team. And that's a, that's a concern, you know, coming from everyone's coming from different schools with different cultures, different programs, but coming here, knowing that we are all sisters, we're united, um, we're a family, like a true family is something they've all adopted. So it's pretty special to see. Um, and I'm excited to see how it translates on the court. Jared Denny. Hey, so Donna, I, I think the way Kelly phrased it earlier is I think he called you the poster child for um, NIL. <laughs> How has it been for you kind of balancing everything you have going on, making sure that um, all the, like you said, entrepreneurial stuff is still kind of a net positive for your life and doesn't end up just kind of being a pain? Yeah, um, I was talking to the um, one of our athletic directors last night about it as well. Um, I see basketball and school as the number one priority of my life. That has to be number one. It'll never change. Um, nothing else will trump that. I'm here at Oregon to play basketball and to be a student and to get my degree. And that's what I'm going to do first. Um, second off, you know, the NIL passed. I've been fighting it for this is my almost second year fighting it now with the NCAA. So I've, you know, been ahead of this. It's been my passion. Um, and it's just a hobby for me. And it's uh, now become like a third job. So I see this that if I don't have time for it, then I just don't do it. Um, if I'm too stressed for it, then I just, you know, have my manager, my agent do it, um, because 
you know, my mental health, I can't sacrifice it for, you know, money or anything like that. I work as also, you know, I work as hard as I can. I, I'm lucky that I grew up in a family with entrepreneurs. My parents are, um, they're on their own business company and they just taught me, you know, the skills, how to run a company. And so learning that, being able to do that in my own business, um, and just working as hard as I can is, is pretty, you know, it's a fun, it's a blast, having a good time. But, um, yeah, it also like translates into, so, I don't know. Once you get into like NIL stuff, you get passionate about it. Like I have definitely learned my, learned my passion that I love, you know, business marketing, um, content creation. And that's also helped me realize that, you know, now I have to work really hard at basketball. And so I'm always in the gym getting extra shots. Um, it's also trans- translated to school. You know, I, I understand the importance of everything in my life and trying to do as much as I can to be the best person I can. Last question, James Crepia. Kind of tying a lot of that together, Sedona, you talked before about what the NCAA has done and what, what it hasn't just yet. Whether it's using the term March Madness or they eventually host the Final Fours, I'm not sure it'll come during your career, uh, but host the Final Fours together at the same site or what have you. Those are symbolic. Uh, they have meaning, don't get me wrong, but those are largely symbolic. You talk about systematic issues. Do you think that because NIL has now gone through that you in particular, but several of your teammates have shown perhaps that there were some missed opportunities more systematically in terms of the, not just the marketing of female athletes, but there's always been the question about the profitability of the sport. That yeah. It's impossible to make money in women's college basketball. And no, I know their, their TV contract is, is down the road. You can't fight that today. Yeah. But the NIL is showing that there is a true marketability of the sport and there's money to be had maybe in non-traditional ways uh, that was just being missed or downright ignored before. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing, like, so there's an app that I use um, to see what all student athletes are ranked, right, of, like, how much, what their NIL value is. And so it's only app for student athletes. We log in and we can see it. Out of the top ten, I think it's, like, seven or eight are women, uh, female athletes, which right there, like, anyone that tries to argue that women's athletes can't make money is they're wrong. Um, We have the most followers, the most loyal fan base, you see the Cavender twins, um, you know, so many different athletes that have this large uh, following base and they're now able to make money off it, which is so cool. And yeah, it kind of shows that, you know, with last year um, making that big cleat and getting all that attention and then getting the viewership from it showed that women's athletes can and will do this. You know, we can get viewership, we can make money, um, and we're going to, and we're doing it right now actively. So um, it's pretty special. It's, we're definitely making history right now and proving people wrong. And yeah, anyone that wants to fight it, any, you know, it's usually just like teenage boys out there that are mad about it and stuff. Um, they can keep trying, but again, like, you know, we're at the front lines of making history and all these female athletes around me that are doing incredible things, even some of my teammates, like, you know, it's just, it's pretty inspirational to watch. I'm so proud of everyone. So, yeah, so it's, we're part of a very special time. Sedona, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Nate.